I always love the encounters between Jesus and those kind of authority in Israel, those people trying to test him and entrap him. It's often a great showdown, sometimes even a smackdown, some might say. It'd make for a great primetime TV show maybe back then or something. These poor Pharisees, right, they seemingly never learn, at least most of them. They ask him one question, thinking they'll get a certain answer, they'll entrap him. And then bam, Jesus not only answers them with grace and force and unbelievable knowledge, uh, but he kind of takes them to school sometimes. So last week they tried to entrap Jesus, right? What's, what do we pay to Caesar, they asked. He's like, well, pay to Caesar what's Caesar's, but also pay to God what belongs to God. But this week though, uh, we're told at the beginning that they've sent a very good scholar, like arguably one than, better than last week but not necessarily a scholar that's trying to entrap Jesus, right? We don't hear those words. Um, because questions were important back then. So you asked what law did they put first, you would know what was most important to that particular rabbi. So we just take this as it is, um, a general question to Jesus to see how he interprets the law and how he relates the Jewish people to God. So the Pharisee asks, what's the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. But while I'm at it, since you asked, I'll give you a second commandment, right? The second's like the first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, a lot of people think like, oh, this is revolutionary. Jesus came up with this. You know, he's God. Technically, he did. Uh, but he's quoting the Pentateuch. He's quoting uh, the ancient scriptures of the Jewish people. And then not only this, but he ends it saying the entire law, the whole law and all of the prophets depend on these two commandments. So just as back then, 2000 years ago in this encounter, uh, Jesus was a great teacher, so he is today. And he wishes to teach us a lesson. So effectively in this short but extremely potent passage, Jesus is summing up the entirety of the gospels. It's amazing, it's unbelievable how he could do that. Just like poetry, there's so much packed in to these things, to love the Lord above all else, with your heart, your soul, your mind, to love your neighbor as yourself, that everything depends on these. I think a danger though, for us hearing these words of Jesus, these two great commandments, is to separate them in our heads. Because those spoken separately, they are deeply and intrinsically one. So the danger is if you focus on one more than the other, you could quickly slip into hypocrisy. Uh, pharisaicalness, if you will. So consumed were they, the Pharisees, with the laws, the rules, uh, with proper worship, important things, that they sometimes forgot about God himself. And then they forgot about their neighbor. They forgot to prioritize in the law the most vulnerable in their society. The alien, the widow, the orphan, as our first reading from Exodus says. Right? So this harsh reality and gut check for those to whom Jesus was talking to 2,000 years ago, brothers and sisters, is the same for us. Jesus tells us that love is deeply tied to law, to right relationships, that there's really no loopholes when it comes to love. Um, love isn't simply a niceness, right? It's not necessarily feelings or emotions. I think that could be a great downfall and pitfall of our society today, a lot of moral relativity my truth, how I live my life. Now, there can certainly be an emotional you know, component, uh, 
but the fundamental reality of love is that it must pursue and follow truth, the capital T. So with that in mind, we must daily examine our hearts in the light of Christ and in what the church teaches to ask ourselves, do we love the Lord above all else? Is there some idol in my life that I'm giving unduly to? Sports, technology, you know, being stuck to your phone, I myself fall into that. Food or drink, and moral material. Am I keeping holy the Sabbath? Is my soul in a state of grace? And that second commandment, do we love our neighbor as ourself? Those that hurt us, those that we disagree with on small or big matters, our perceived enemies, and most especially caring for the most vulnerable. So absolutely, you know, then as now, to care for the widow, the orphan, uh, the immigrant, that was extremely important. Those were the most vulnerable in the time of Jesus. But brothers and sisters, we must examine our hearts, our soul, our minds today, and this time to ponder these two great commandments and how they apply in our society. To ask ourselves, who are the most vulnerable in our culture, in our society? Absolutely, most importantly, unequivocally, the unborn child in the womb. The upholding of sacramental marriage as the Lord intended it. Our religious freedom. The law based on truth must be ordered to love. It has to be interpreted in the light of love, which is more than an emotion, but fundamentally an act of the will in which we will the good for another, for our brothers and sisters in the world. Finally, our psalm sings wonderfully of this today. I love you, Lord, my strength. See, it is his love, it is his strength that gives us life and courage to go out into the world to be Christians, faithful to Jesus. Let us be as St. Paul writes to the Thessalonians today. For from you, the word of the Lord sounded forth, not only in Macedonia, but in St. Charles and Geneva. In every place your faith in God has gone forth. How you turn to God from idols to serve only the living and the true God.